You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. Hey everyone, it's Call Me Adam. And before we get started today, I'd like to give a special shout out to my Patreon family. Angelo, Riva, Alan, Danielle, Tara, Marianne, and the Golden Gaze NYC. If you want to get backstage perks, support this podcast on a deeper level by becoming a member of my Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc for more details. Membership starts at just $3 a month. Don't delay. Join today. Now, on today's episode of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam on the Broadway Podcast Network, I am chatting with singer-songwriter Dawn Landis. When we come back, we'll be talking with Dawn about her Kentucky roots, her new musical, Row, which is inspired by Tori Murden McClure, the first woman to row solo across the Atlantic Ocean, and so much more. So stay tuned. Hi, Dawn. Hello. Can I call you Adam? You may call me Adam. Uh Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. Well, it's actually a beautiful fall day outside. I had to wear a jacket. It was fantastic. Yes. When I woke up this morning, I had been sleeping with the window open. I actually had to shut the window because it was so cold in my apartment. Yeah, it's nice. First day of fall or it's not quite, but it feels like it. It does. It does. It's a nice change from the from the hot, humid summer. Mm-hmm. So where um, where are you now? I am in my house um, in North Carolina. Uh, we moved to Chapel Hill from Nashville um, earlier this year. Oh, so. very nice. Yeah. Did you move before the pandemic started? We did. Yeah, okay. we we, moved, we actually moved into this house on Valentine's Day. Oh wow! So, oh, good, uh, good timing. Yes, yes, and good omens on Valentine's Day. Yeah, it just will start the house off with lots of love. Yeah, yes, I hope so. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, I've been listening to your music and um, the the songs that you've released so far from Row, which is your musical that you've written. Um, let's talk. Uh, let's just let's start with Row, and then we'll get into some general stuff about you. Great. So, um, why don't you tell us how you got involved with Row uh, to start things off? Okay. Yeah. Well. Um... I wrote this show with Daniel Goldstein. Um, he's, uh, I think, more known as a director in the Broadway world, and he's fantastic at that, but he's also a writer. And um, he ha- his first musical, Unknown Soldier, um, was actually up at Playwrights Horizons when this all came crashing down. And um, But uh, so Danny actually is the whole reason I'm uh, this whole project started was because we ran into each other and we had known each other casually over the years and we ran into each other and he said, Hey, do you want to write a musical? (laughs) Cause he had just, he had just finished writing unknown soldier or start started writing it and, and wanted, was looking for something else to do. And so we had breakfast and exchanged a couple ideas. And I had just read Tori's memoir, Mm. um, which I have here. It's called a pearl in the storm. 
Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's a beautiful book. Like her language is so poetic and gorgeous. And, and she's from my hometown of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh -huh. And I also wrote in college. So I at NYU and, you know, there's a lot of parallels there. And um, it's a great story. It's very well written. And I gave it to Danny and he cried on the subway and said, let's do it. Let's let's make this into a musical. Oh, that's so exciting. And uh, so then we had to, you know, his suggestion was first we got to get the rights. You know, that's going to be a roadblock if we don't get those. So I right. wrote two songs and he made a sort of a general, like how we will adapt this for the stage kind of thing, you know, um, sort of an outline for Tori. And he flew to Louisville. He'd never been there in his life. And I, I was playing a gig there. And so he came down and we got a meeting with Tori because she's alive and well. She's the president of Spalding University in Louisville. So we went into her office and I brought my guitar and, and um, yeah, it was pretty nerve wracking, oh but I sang her the songs to her and, you know, she said, okay, what do you need? <laughs> so which two songs did you, um, did you swoon her with? You know, actually, uh, um, Mount Everest, which uh -huh. is the first one that we released, and Dear Heart, which is the one that's coming out on Friday. Oh, uh, wow. And the one, I don't know if you, I gave a TED Talk on Tori, and yes. um, I, I sang that song, Dear Heart, in it. So Yes, you did. Yes. <laughs> so that's the one. Um, so I sang her those two, and um, and she said, okay, what do you need? That's so Where exciting. do I sign? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, the story initially, you... From what I've uh, read beforehand, you actually read about her story when you were in high school, was it? That's true. Yeah. So I grew up in Louisville. I went to high school in Louisville, Kentucky, and she's a celebrity in that town. You know, I mean, she rode across the Atlantic Ocean. But when I was um, in 1998 was her first attempt. So she tried and got she ended up um, hitting her hurricane danielle hit her twice and she had to get rescued at sea wow. she was two-thirds of the way there and um, had to get rescued and so i remember that story in the paper mm -hmm. i remember reading that um but then by the time she actually did her row in 1999 i was in new york and rowing myself which is funny i try to think about like where i was actually because uh she completed her successful row in December of 1999. And mm -hmm. I was probably also rowing at that time. Oh my um, gosh. And you yeah. did outdoor rowing? Yeah, yeah. We Well, we also, you know, trained on ergs and everything. Uh -huh. I saw your rowing shirts. Yes. It's very yes. nice. I'm wearing my East End row shirt. Yes, that's so cool. Yeah, so we would train on ergs and then um, we rowed on the Long Island Sound. Oh, wow. Which was, you know, basically the ocean. Right. <laughs> you right. know, it, it's pretty turbulent, not as turbulent as in um, a category, whatever hurricane, but right, um, right, but still, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's how I first read about it. it was the newspaper in Louisville called the Courier Journal, and they were tracking her, um, you know, her path and everything. So, now, how did you, um, how did you, if you could talk a little bit about your songwriting process for the show? Um, which is, it's going to be released as a, uh, a recording coming out in October. Mm -hmm. And the show actually was supposed to make its premiere this summer at... Um, uh, at Williamstown. Williamstown, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And then because of COVID, it did not happen. But yeah. excitingly, Audible has picked up their season to record all the shows. Exactly. So... Um, 
so maybe if you first want to talk about sort of the songwriting process, and then if you just want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the show, I mean, literally was about to start and then COVID happened and now, but now it gets life through Audible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a strange and wild <laughs> ride. <laughs> and, you know, we, I, I guess, you know, it's funny because I'm a singer songwriter. I'm used to writing an album, it takes a year or two to write it and then. I release it and then I tour it and then it's like next and you do the next thing. But we've been working on this show for seven, over seven years. Like I've never worked on anything this long before. (laughs) And, you know, Danny told me, he said, you know, when we sat down at breakfast, he said, it'll probably take 10 years. And I just laughed. I didn't believe him, you know, because we had a first draft of this show. Like I performed this at Joe's pub as a song cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, They first commissioned it. Um, back in 2015. And so we wrote it in a year, but then, you know, it's changed immeasurably since then. And, you know, even my album, like my album, I recorded to be, to, to be in the world by the time the show was happening this summer. And already with all the stuff we've been working on for audible, like two of the songs are different, you know, and that's just, that's just how musical work, you know, they just constantly change. So I had to kind of let go of the, my like control issues (laughs) with that Mm -hmm. but it's been a learning experience for me for sure um but yeah the songwriting process for me was also different because i was i what i knew that i well i was not sure if i would be singing these songs and i do sing these songs in my own shows Mm -hmm. which is why i made the album because i wanted to be able to share them with people but um but in my mind you know i i can't I had never written for other people to sing because mm. I never had that opportunity before. Uh-huh. So, you know, I never got to write a song for Muhammad Ali to sing. And actually Muhammad Ali is, was in her life and is actually a character and sings a song oh in gosh. the show. So like, that's something I never dreamed before. Right. And that's also sad. writing for 10 voices, mm-hmm. you know, that was just a thrill. Like I, I grew up singing in choirs. I loved madrigal singing and it's just been a real treat to, um, and Mary Mitchell Campbell did all the vocal arrangements. Oh, she's, she's such a badass. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. So it's been such a delight to learn from her and work from her and I work with her and yeah. So it, that, that part of it has been really exciting. And we you know working from Tori's book, like she has a lot of beautiful, as I said, poetic language in there. So that was easy yeah. to adapt. Mm-hmm. and to use those ideas and it's also very literary the book like she brought i think like 40 pounds of books on the boat with her so she's oh she's a big reader <laughs> <laughs> to put it lightly yeah. um, and so there's a lot of shakespeare and melville and you know dante like mm-hmm. there's brothers karamazov there's all kinds of references in mm-hmm. this music because she referenced them in the book yes so, yeah. So and at the time that she that she did this um that she wrote across the Atlantic Ocean there was no I, I don't think there was a Kindle back then. That's why <laughs> she had to bring all those books That's funny. She didn't yeah. Have, like, a device that she could just bring. That's interesting. Yeah, it was 1999 and 1998. I don't yeah. think that was I, I don't think I don't exactly remember but if or it was at the very very early stage. Most That's people hilarious. I had were not, not thought of that. Kindle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but when you said forty pounds of books, I was yeah. like, that's also a lot of weight to bring on. Exactly, the boat to anchor yep. it down makes it much harder to row. Yeah, she ha- and you know the boat weighed a ton. Mm-hmm. It actually weighed a ton, 
So like one person propelling that much weight across an ocean is pretty crazy to think yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I love how in, in, in the songs, um, the ones that I've heard so far with like, Oh, uh, Oh, Amelia. Mm -hmm. Um, I love how, how you compare her journey because in the show she has this, um, this dream, which is with, uh, that Oh, Amelia is based on of Amelia Earhart coming to speak to her. And I just love in the song, the comparisons that you have from Amelia Earhart to her, and um, in Mount Everest, with uh, also with Mount Everest, with like climbing the mountain and and her journey, it's I, I you um, the way you wrote the songs and you bring those elements in to her story are very creative. So I I it just like it made me more even more interested in in the sh in the show and um, and and the whole story that you've brought forth. Thank you. I mean, I think, you know, when people hear that it's a musical about a woman in a boat, basically alone the whole time, it doesn't sound that interesting, <laughs> but her mind is so interesting. Like yeah. she's such a crazy character. Mm -hmm. And, I, and, um, and not only did she row across the ocean, but you learn this in the show, she got her master's of divinity at Harvard. She um, was the first person, first woman to hike to the South pole. Like she's done all kinds of crazy adventures. Her and her life is a grand adventure mm -hmm. and everyone's life is, you know, but, but hers is extreme. Yes. <laughs> so um, it's not just about that. Like there's a lot to this person to learn about, you know, and to um, explore. So hearing the 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 three songs that i've heard already from the show it really makes me want to hear the rest of the album so Great. yeah i'm really excited for it Thanks. and um i just know everybody listening don't forget that album comes out in october october 2nd i believe mm -hmm. yeah yep october perfect. 2nd perfect um well let's uh let's just take a quick break and when we come back let's just talk a little bit about life during the pandemic and um We'll get some general information on you. Nice. So uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Dawn Landis. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. Hey everybody, my name is Dawn Landis and you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. And now we're back. Woohoo! Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how how do you feel you have changed during this time of being at home and uh, 
you know, having a, a quote unquote, as everyone says, new normal. Yeah, it does feel like a new reality. Um, I, I mean, I think that I, I think that I've gone through phases. I mean, it's been seven months. That's a long time, yes. you know? Um, I think at the beginning it was sort of a relief, you know, because it's kind of like all, I mean, it was uh, of course crushing, not like knowing that the show wouldn't happen and you know, what, what are we going to do? Um, and I felt really fortunate that I had just finished my last recording session for the album. Mm. So I, I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to release this otherwise, Right. but I had just done that in Louisville because I used all Louisville singers for the, to, to sing yes. on the album. Um, but yeah, had that not happened, I think it, I would have been in a different headspace. But yeah, mm. it's. Um, I think I feel fortunate that I've had a project to work on this mm-hmm. whole time. And I, I don't feel like I've fundamentally changed, but I do feel like I've gotten a little more comfortable with the unknown in some way. You know, I like to know, I like to plan and I like to have goals and and know what, what I'm aiming for. And that's been tricky, you know, yes. and I, I like people and, mm-hmm. you know, it's been it's been tough because this is a new, I've never lived here before. My husband's from here, but I don't know a lot of people here. So it's hard to meet new friends in a pandemic. Yes. (laughs) So that's been tricky, but yeah, we have a a beautiful three-year-old daughter. She's amazing and definitely grounds us in this time because you have to be, you have to be present with her. Right. You You can't check out. And I think that's a blessing, especially now. Yes. Yes. And, And, um, before you moved to North Carolina, you, you mentioned you were living in Nashville. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you you moved before the pandemic even happened. So, yeah. um, what brought you to North Carolina? And um, I mean, do you feel like you'll be able to, to flourish there as an oh, artist? Yeah, as well? definitely. There's uh-huh. a great music scene here, uh-huh. um, and I know a few musicians here just from touring around and everything, and and they're great people and. Uh, talented musician. There's a lot of songwriters here that I admire. Um, Tiff Merritt is here. She's wonderful. Um, His Golden Messenger, the band Mipso. Like these are all people that I've come across over the years and they all are based here. Oh, that's great. um, There's a great music community here. I just, you know, I haven't been able to go out and see anyone (laughs) play. Right. So, but when I can, I I definitely will. So that'll be fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, do you have any, um, new thoughts about uh, like a work-life balance a- after the pandemic is over or when there's a vaccine, you know, be- being home all the time, getting to spend all this time with your daughter. Um, does it make you want to change how you did things prior or you feel like you had a good balance already? That's an interesting question because, well, like just technically, you know, she was in a preschool and then we took her out when the pandemic happened and um and now she just started going back to like a part-time oh, preschool uh-huh. yeah um but i definitely know like as most parents can you definitely need headspace like you need time to think your own thoughts yes <laughs> and um, <laughs> you just have to figure out what your limits are you know and and what the, that is and um yeah, I don't I don't know how that's changed. I mean, I definitely definitely know that I have I need to carve out space for for my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. Um 
And, you know, some people do that with screen time. I prefer not to do that with her, but, you know, mm -hmm. we, when I can help it, but it's sort of unavoidable sometimes. Yeah. But, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. And, and definitely, uh, I know I haven't, I haven't written a ton because people are in the house all the time, you know, and there's stuff right. to do. Uh, and, you know, a toddler needs your full attention. So, um, but luckily I've had assignments for row for the audible stuff. I've, you know, had to rewrite a couple things and rework some things. And that's been fun for me to, to have that to do, to work on. Yeah. And when, how, how do you carve out time to work on those? Well, my husband and I have to figure it out, you know, figure out who does what. Let's find out a little bit about your life outside of music. Um, uh, so you grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, mm -hmm. and um, and from what I've read, you like to hold on to your Kentucky roots. I um, do. So how do you do that, especially in such a, a competitive industry as music? How do you stay grounded? And well, you know, my dad still lives in Kentucky, and uh -huh. my my best friend. I still have a lot of friends who live there, and I tour there often. So uh -huh. um, it, I go there at least once a year, sometimes twice a year. Anyway, so um, I feel connected to that place still, and, and more so now that I've been carrying around the copy of Tori's book for seven years. <laughs> like I definitely feel connected to it, you know. Uh -huh. um, but. And also there's so, and, you know, the album features all these Kentucky musicians that I love, like Rachel Grimes, who wrote a folk opera that's gorgeous called uh, Way Forth. And um, she's a composer and a pianist. And Will Oldham, who's a songwriter that I love, Ben Solee, Tyrone Cotton, like all these songwriters that I love from Kentucky. I follow them and keep, you know, on social media and sometimes run into them playing shows. And, you know, Will and I did a... a Will Oldham and I did a Bob Dylan cover recent uh, a couple of years ago, but we did um, a song together. So you know, there's always stuff in the air. Yes, it's a yes. small world in Louisville yeah. for sure. It's a bigger yeah. world in New York, but I lived there for 16 years. So, um, and all those people that I knew from New York are now feeling like they're starting to dissipate. Yeah. You know, especially since the pandemic. So. Yeah, yes, a lot of people have started to to leave the city and go outward yeah it'll yeah. come back yes. it'll come no, back definitely. definitely well let's take another quick break and um and we when we come back we'll do some rapid fire questions and then i'll end with my famous questions so um don't go anywhere we'll be right back with don landis and now we're back welcome back thank you you're welcome so let's do some rapid fire questions um okay. let's start with heels or flats during the day or at night? <laughs> uh, let's go like you're going out. Flats. Oh, wait, going out like going to out, the store? Going out, going, no, no, no. Going out like you're going out to the club. Oh, oh. Um, boots with heels. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite kind of lipstick? Mac. I like um, I like Lady Danger is one of my favorite oh. shades. Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> uh, favorite skincare product? I, I just grew up using oil of Olay because my mom did. So that's it's a mainstay. I love it. <laughs> Favorite cupcake? Can I, I'm going to say 
apple cider donut <laughs> because it's not really a cupcake, but I've been seeing them around and it's really difficult for me because I just want to eat them all. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and especially now it's getting to that time of year. Yes, yeah. I know. Apple cider and I, apple cider, anything. Uh, um, yes. But the donuts particularly just yes. kill me. I love them so yes. much. And gingerbread cookies. Mm. Oh, I love that taste too. Mm. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? I wish I had a better answer, but vanilla, I just, you can't go wrong. I don't no, know. You no. just can't go wrong. I'm always cookies and cream or mm -hmm. mint chocolate chip are my two staples. If, yep. if I don't see anything else that I like, but sometimes I am in the mood to venture out a little bit, but yeah. I feel like with vanilla too, like you can like spice it up. You can put some chocolate chips in it. You can yes. put some jam on it. You can just do whatever, you know. Oh, I've never put jam on my ice cream. Well, it's like you put jam in your yogurt ever. It's so I've done that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I put you know, popcorn on my ice cream. Ooh, here's yeah. a fun thing. You can blend strawberries and basil together and put that on top of your ice oh. cream. It's amazing. Oh, I'll have to try that. Yeah. And a little yeah. bit of water. It's great. Oh, okay. Or cream. Well, that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. mm. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait till strawberries are in season again. But I know, I'm going to remember that for next season. It's that really good. And uh, coffee or tea, and how do you take it? Coffee, I like, I'm a big Cortado fan. If I can go to a coffee shop, I love also soy milk. So, yep. Yes. Coffee. And lastly, favorite game show? Um, Family Feud. Oh, yes. It's the yes. best. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh, I actually have one more. One more. Okay. Um, Go-to emoji when texting. Um, the double hearts, the yes. two hearts. Uh -huh. It's somehow uh -huh. less like of a statement. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we're up to the to the final question. Okay. Um, so I always end my interviews playing off of the title of my podcast, Bearing It All. Uh, if you could bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you have not told previously, what would you tell me today? Hmm. Well, I don't know if I've told, I mean, I've definitely told a few friends this, but um, early on when I moved to New York, I auditioned for Cirque du Soleil, Ooh. which was a very strange experience. <laughs> I don't even know how I ended up in the audition room, but um, yeah, I brought my accordion, uh -huh. which I didn't really know how to play. I had taken one lesson. <laughs> And um, I had all these arias prepared, you know, because uh -huh. I thought that they wanted you to sing in three, that, that was on the audition sheet. Like you had to sing in three languages. Oh, so wow. like I prepared like, you know, an Italian aria, a French song and like a, you know, English song. Huh. And um, they didn't want any of that for the audition. They just <laughs> asked me to, it was, I just remember this so clearly. I didn't get it by the way, uh -huh. um, but they, they had cameras on me and everything. And they said, okay, they said, we don't want you to sing any of the things that you prepared. We just want you to open your mouth and sing whatever comes to you. Like not a song, like just make noise with your mouth, which now that's such an exciting <laughs> thing. But like yes. back then I didn't know what to do. I really <laughs> didn't know what to do. It's like oh not a gosh. song. Don't sing a song. Right. You know? Just make, a, make noises so interesting. that sound cool. <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. And I love how casually you were like, oh, you know, I just created a, an Italian aria, French aria, and English. And I'm sitting here, I can't, I can only speak English. I mean, I can speak words in a few different languages, but I could never create a song in another language. So I, I admire you so much for being able to do that. Well, I didn't, those were just classical arias, but I have written in other languages. I wrote a whole album in French. Yes, actually, yeah, I, I lived over there mm-hmm. on your website. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's fun. You should try it. It's fun yeah. to learn a new language. Yes. And it's fun to sing in another language too, because the inflections fall in different places. But I do have one rowing question. Oh, yes, actually, please. Because I do want to sort of just loop this back to row. Yes. Um, so when you were rowing on the ergs, did you row with the um, water-based rowers or was it the ones with the fans? Oh, the fans. Are there water-based ones? Yeah. So actually, East End Ooh. Row all of their uh, machines were uh, water-based. So there was no, um, so like on the fan ones, you know, you could change um, the resistance, right. but the resistance on the water-based ones are all sort of within the ru- within the water and how, how fast or slow you pull. Yes, and yeah. you know, I hadn't rowed for many years because you have to have access to a boat and a place right. to do it. Um, <laughs> And that's hard to come by in New York City, but mm-hmm. um, I did. I did go and live in Louisville for a summer and work on this when we were first writing this show. I, I went there and I rode with Tori, and that oh, was wow. terrifying because oh my gosh, she was sitting behind me, and I hadn't been in a rowboat, and you know, like with there was a quad, so there were four of us in the uh-huh. boat, and you can really mess up if you, you know, you you. Um, you can't get your oar in at the right time. It really yes. screws up everybody on the boat. And that happened to me. It's called clam. You get clams and you get your, your oar stuck in the water. And I was just uh-huh. clamming, clamming. <laughs> and she was laughing. She was sitting behind me and it was just horrible. <laughs> but then I got the hang of it again. And then I think, you know, it was fine. But You got into a groove. I did. Yes. Yeah. So I do want to remind everybody, Dawn's album comes out October 2nd. And the show will be recorded for Audible. Um, and then one day um, when the pandemic yeah. is over, we are very anxious for the live production. But in the meantime, definitely get the album when it comes out in October 2nd. It's fantastic. The song so far, the three songs that I've heard from it are amazing. And your, I mean, your voice is just divine. So Thank you, Adam. I Thank can't, you. Um, you're <laughs> welcome. You're welcome. I can't express enough. And uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me, luckily my name, not a lot of people have my name. So it's just Dawn Landis, L-A-N-D-E-S. So type that in for Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Terrific. Well, go follow Dawn on social media and um, download, stream, uh, row when it comes out on October 2nd. And also just remember here at the Broadway Podcast Network, we have over 70 theater and art related podcasts. So keep listening. And that's the whole interview. Woohoo! Yes. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him, had him, with for the business of show. Call me Adam.com. Find more episodes of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam at Broadway Podcast Network. And everywhere podcasts are streamed, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. 
follow me on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at callmeadamnyc. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. And finally, if you really want to get involved, become a member of my Patreon page at patreon.com backslash callmeadamnyc. There, you'll get exclusive perks, including behind-the-scene photos, videos, and everybody's favorite, swag.